Hey, thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about co-ops. What are co-ops, specifically in New York City? And co-op is short for cooperative. So we're going to get right into it. A little bit of history. Uh, in New York, We're uh, if you've watched my channel before, we're primarily a city with mostly rentals, about 70%. But there's also... Because of this, one of the things that's unique to New York, some other cities have them, but it's mostly New York, is called a cooperative apartment where you actually own shares in a company, which is the physical building, and you are, in exchange for those shares that you own as a, as a co-op shareholder, you are given a proprietary lease for a specific apartment, which is your home. How this kind of came to be is that Landlords used to own these big buildings when they wanted to cash out. They would propose to their tenants to give them ownership in their apartment. This was a way to sell off the whole building and kind of have it all pooled together with the current tenants. And then sometimes people who didn't, you know, choose to be who buy out their shares in the co-op, they are become renters and those leftover units are generally called sponsor units. And they're owned generally by one person or a, a group of people in one company. And they're just like shareholders in a company. They're, you know, they trade shares. They trade their investment in the building for these shares, which give them apartments. They can earn money on them. They can vote in the co-op. And a lot of times they have different designations about the rules, about getting things approved, getting people approved to purchase like the first time. Uh, sometimes they have different renting policies to, because of the, the shares that they have in the building. So this picture pictured here is uh, Park Avenue, famous for elite co-op buildings, but not all co-ops are so fancy. So one, people, one thing people get a little bit turned off for on co-ops when they want to buy is they think there's going to be all these regulations. That's really not true. Every co-op is totally different and they have different rules. I mean, they do kind of follow trends because it makes economic sense to have certain rules in the apartment and just uh, for like the logistics of all these people living together, but um, they're not all the same. So you're going to see, if you're going to buy, you're going to realize that the biggest percentage of inventory is co-ops and they're generally a lot cheaper than um, condos. And the main difference is, like I said before, is you don't own real property. You actually own shares and then you have a lease. And this kind of comes with also different um, costs and tax situations because it's real property versus shares. So let's see. Street Easy says, what is a co-op? A co-op is short for cooperative. It's a housing arrangement where you don't actually own the property. Instead, you own shares of a corporation, which in turn, owns all of the property in a cooperative. The number of shares you own corresponds to the size of your apartment. So if you own a th large three-bedroom, you have more shares than someone who owns a studio down the hall. And if you go online, one thing is also a very specific designation is that the building has got one tax bracket. So the whole block, if it has a building, that's just one tax assessment versus if you own a condo, there's a 100 different tax bills within that condo. And then they pay common charges for like little pieces of the common area, which you own in a very small percentage. So one big difference between condos and co-ops is co-ops, you have a thing called maintenance fees, which is all lumped into one monthly fee. And this generally includes property taxes, the building's underlying mortgage and interest, 
building insurance, management fees, building employee salaries like a porter or a super, and common area upkeep. Some co-ops maintenance fees are also including heat and hot water, electric, gas, plumbing, pest control, trash, amongst others. And uh, it just really kind of depends what those fees have. And something you know, a lot of times, if the larger buildings, they actually have a professional management company. You pay them a, a salary every year to deal with your logistics, not just the board. And then also with your larger units, your your maintenance is going to increase, and that fluctuates over the years. You know, like it could go up one percent one year because gas costs X amount. Uh, it could go down if you kind of cut staff or cut you know things that the building's doing. So it's kind of important to understand the underlying mortgage and the maintenance fees and like what everything's being included. Cause some, a lot, most of my, what I've been seeing is heat and hot water and then your electric bill and natural gas bill for like your cooking is assigned to that apartment, like a lease, like a regular rental would be. So what's the good part about co-ops with uh, co-ops, uh, the maintenance fees, and the confusing I own shares, but not actual any property issue is what appeal to what what's the appeal of a co-op? Co-ops are more affordable, and also they tend to have a lot more space. It's you, you can have a tax write-off with the maintenance. Usually, it's about fifty percent, and then also you know. It, the tax deductibility is a, is an upside and you know, you're kind of have involvement a little bit more involvement with your, your building if you want. And then also sometimes you have self-managed co-ops, say if there's only 20 unit building, like you just people rotate every five years about what their duties are. And that's kind of what, how it's done. Or if you want to volunteer and that's, those end up being a lot cheaper than something where you have a doorman and super and all things like that. What are the downsides of a co-op? Lower co-op prices might help you in the long term, but you'll first need to, the cash to get there. Co-ops generally usually require a down payment of 20 to 25% of the purchase price. Some ask as much as 50%. I haven't really seen many of those, but I'm sure, I'm sure, sure it does. It depends on how much the underlying mortgage is. And others won't allow buyers to get mortgages at all. Sometimes you got to pay cash. And a lot of times they might have rules like you can't get a gift from a parent to buy in a co-op. You have lower prices, but higher down payments. And uh, a lot of people, what they, what people don't like about co-ops is they say they have a lot of rules, but like, like I said before, they're all different. You can get ones that are offer a lot of amenities and have services and you get ones that don't. Also in some areas, like I know in Ditmas Park in Brooklyn, you can have co-ops that because when they transition from a rental building into an ownership building, they got qualified for certain programs by the government like Sony Ma, which is kind of like a middle income, first time buyer and veterans building. So you get better loan, better loans in those buildings as part of like federal uh, programs to support either first-time housing. Sometimes you'll get some of them where it's, if you work for the city or you're a veteran. But there's also downsides too of like a lot of them, they want to maintain primary ownership in the building. So, you know, you want to, you won't be able to sublet per se. You definitely won't be allowed to Airbnb. It's That's legal in New York anyways. And if you go against the rules, they can fine you 
and you can get a lawsuit with the co-op if you're not like for instance if you're only allowed to do work between monday friday nine to five and you you're do something like that like you work later or you don't properly file the uh alteration agreements uh things like that and then also just like any building though uh, you know sometimes if you have a lack lax um sublet policy it really limits and caps out because say what if you have um almost 50 to 51 percent sublets in the building then that changes how mortgages are cleared and approved in your building because a lot of mortgages won't lend in buildings that have too many investor units and that's pretty much it oh here we go oh yeah and then you know co-op boards they hold a lot of the power so if you want to get your purchase approved. You have to have an app. So say you're not only you need to get the approval from the lender, you have to get a purchase application that it's a lot more in not invasive, but it's just a lot more thorough of a financial scrutiny for an individual to, to get into the building. And so they might ask for two, three years of tax returns instead of just uh, a pre-approval or like proof of funds or something like that. Condos also have condo reviews, but they tend to be a little bit more hands-off. Also, so these are private companies, so they don't necessarily have um, the requirements of fair housing laws in a lot of situations. It's a sticky area because you are offering housing, but you're technically a private company. So there's been a lot of lawsuits or just stories back and forth about, hey, is denying someone ownership, are you infringing on the a the seller's right to sell who they want to but sometimes it's like oh does that person have this type of job or this type of they're this type of protected class kind of like blurs the line of like who do you want in the building and also even they have situations where they didn't want to have celebrities in the building because they wanted to have privacy or you have some sort of a uh, image in the media in new york you know if you're going to one of these fancy co-ops with a lot of people and then you, a lot of famous people and then you get your uh, application denied so let's keep on going more information about co-ops I also think that you know a lot of people have a pre they have a judgment about co-ops and saying oh it can be really a pain in the neck it can but the vast majority of them are not you know they don't want to they also don't want to get an experience where like you're like messing up your your neighbor's sale of their investment um and things like that and then there's a couple tips if you're going to do your board package it does take a while to like process get them to the members go to management they can be very thick they can be like two inches three inches thick thick hundreds of pages it's really better to just get your recommendations get a cover letter all the required documents and then submit it so it doesn't get rejected again because they a big thing that happens sometimes is you might get denied flat out and you won't get the apartment or you might be asked to resubmit because something's not properly uh, explained or documented and then you delay the sale again like another month or two. So that's co-ops in a nutshell. I hope you found it educational and entertaining. If you have any questions, you can find me on online Marcus Shot or my social media at Marcus Amadeus on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, 
And then on Facebook, just find me at Marcus Shot Real Estate. Ask me any questions. We have a great team of people in New York City and nationwide to help you out. So if you like this content, like, subscribe, message me if you have any questions. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you.